I was asked by a number of people throughout the week what the next episode was going to be about. And when I answered Hinduism, I got a few different responses. Overall, I received mostly excitement. A few can't waits and ooh, this will be interestings. I also heard, that seems like a really weird topic for a pagan podcast. And one, Hinduism isn't pagan though. There's no witchcraft. Well, when I defined paganism in episode one, I defined it as any religion or lifestyle that incorporates beliefs, rituals, or practices that differ from or exist outside the main world religions, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And I specified pagan lifestyles to be pre-Christian, non-Christian, and earth-and-nature reverence. Not all pagan religions incorporate witchcraft. Witchcraft is part of paganism, but does not constitute paganism. Hinduism is pre-Christian, non-Christian, and in its own way absolutely reveres life in nature. And that, Broomies, makes Hinduism fair game for this pagan podcast. Greetings. You have wandered upon Broomstave Witchery, a podcast that explores all things pagan. My name is Sabrin Whitethorn, and I'll be your guide. So grab yourself some tea and come talk a spell with me. One quick note before we start. I'm going to try my best to pronounce the titles and terms within Hinduism. I tried to research as best I could, even listening to pronunciations online, but please forgive anything I say incorrectly, and I'd love to hear the proper pronunciation of anything I do get incorrect. Hinduism, or the Eternal Way, is known as the original and oldest living religion, which can be traced back at least 6,000 years. There are over 1 billion Hindus in 150 countries, with over 2 million of these being in the U.S. There are four main denominations, known as Shaivism, or followers of Shiva, Vaishnava, or followers of Vishnu, Shaktism, or followers of Devi, and Smarta, followers of Brahman and all major deities. It's the third largest religion behind Christianity and Islam, and is comprised of many traditions and philosophies. Because of this, it's often referred to as a way of life or a family of religions as opposed to a single, organized religion. Hinduism is a henotheistic religion. As we discussed in episode 1, henotheists are polytheistic religions in which not all deities are revered equally. All Hindus worship one all-pervasive supreme being, but they still recognize other gods and goddesses. They believe that the cosmos was created out of the supreme deity or supreme god and is permeated by him, her, a supreme being who is both male and female and is present and apparent throughout all living things, and that all living beings have a soul and are part of the supreme soul. Their supreme god creates, sustains, destroys, and recreates the universe in an unending cycle, known as samsara. They do not believe in hell or damnation, intrinsic evil, or a satanic force that opposes the will of the divine. There is no heresy or apostasy in Hinduism. Hindus believe in karma, the universal law of cause and effect, essentially that whatever you do, good or bad, will come back around to you and in Dharma, 
a way of living that emphasizes good conduct and morality, considered to be the universal truth common to all individuals at all times. Hindus are extremely open and tolerant of other faiths, cultures, and viewpoints, and do not believe there's any one way or path to God, encouraging free and open thought. Love, nonviolence, good conduct, and the law of Dharma define the Hindu path. They believe that all life is sacred, and therefore practice non-injury in thought, in word, and in action. Each person is free to worship the deities they choose, and to find their own path, whether by devotion, austerity, or living simply, meditation, yoga, or selfless service— each person is encouraged to approach the divine in their own way and can change their way as they please during their lifetime. Hindus are encouraged to inquire and investigate into the nature of truth and to explore their connection with the divine. There is an adage that is common in Hinduism, ikam sat vipra bahuda vedanti. It means there is only one truth and it manifests itself in many different forms. There is a natural inclusiveness within Hinduism. It offers little room for closed-mindedness, and it's considered a threshold, not an enclosure. Hindus believe the soul reincarnates until God-realization, or moksha, is reached. This is the belief that if you protect God's law on earth and fully participate in his work, that eventually you'll reach God-realization and that all souls will attain this highest spiritual reward, though it may take many lifetimes. It is said that when you personally experience the eternal truth within yourself and fully live a selfless and divine-centric life, you will finally reach the height of consciousness where you're forever one with the divine and are liberated from the cycle of death and rebirth. Hinduism speaks of the three worlds of existence or triloka, physical, astral, and spiritual, and of the gods and devas residing within the inner worlds. Festivals, pilgrimage to holy places, chanting of holy hymns, and home worship are important practices, and family life is considered precious. The three pillars of Hinduism are temple worship, scripture, and the guru-disciple tradition. These incorporate meditation, ritual worship, scripture study, recitation of mantras, generous giving, and selfless service. Hindu temples are considered to be a consecrated sanctuary, a place to be close with the divine. It's in these temples that the three worlds, physical, astral, and spiritual, commune most perfectly, and Hindus can establish harmony and connection to the three worlds. Temple rituals are performed by Hindu priests, a ceremony in which the ringing of bells, passing of flames, presenting of offerings and chants invoke the divas and gods. Personal worship is for celebrating life events, giving thanks, for purposes of confession, making requests, and for contemplation. The statues or images of deities in the temples are not just symbols of the gods. They are the form through which they communicate and send love and blessings into this world. Hindus consider these the deity's physical body, believing that the god or goddess is actually present and aware of their thoughts and feelings, and that the deity can even sense a priest's physical touch through the statue. The Vedas are the religious scriptures of Hinduism, which are known to be the oldest religious texts in the world. 
they are not thought to be revealed to a certain person or in a specific historical moment, but are thought to have always existed and were revealed to sages in deep meditative states prior to circa 1500 BCE, but an exact time is unknown. They are said to have been passed down orally for generations from master to student, carefully memorizing them with emphasis on exact pronunciation to keep them intact. They were thought to be committed to writing between 1500 and 1200 BCE, which is known as the Vedic period in India. The Vedas are divided into four parts, Rig Veda, Sama Veda, Yajur Veda, Atharva Veda. Each of these is further divided into types of text included within them. Aranyakas, which are ritual observances, Brahmanas, which are commentaries on these rituals, Samhitas, which are benedictions, prayers, and mantras, and Upanishads, philosophical narratives and dialogues. The Vedas are thought to reproduce the exact sounds of the universe itself at the moment of creation, and therefore take the form of hymns and chants. When reciting the Vedas, one is thought to be literally participating in the creative song of the universe which gave birth to all things. The Rig Veda is the oldest text of the scripture and is made up of 10 books known as mandalas of 1,028 hymns with 10,600 verses. These verses speak of proper religious practice based on the universal vibrations as understood by the sages who first heard them. The Rig Veda encourages questions of existence, self-actualization, and the divine through hymns to various gods. According to some, the Vedas were composed by Brahman, and it was his hymns that the sages heard. The Sama Veda, or song knowledge, is a work of texts and chants that are meant to be sung. The content comes from the Rig Veda, and the Rig Veda serves as the lyrics to the melodies of the Sama Veda. It is made of 1,549 verses and divided into two sections, melodies and verses. The melodies are thought to encourage dance, and the verses elevate the soul. The Yajur Veda, or ritual knowledge, consists of mantras and chants meant for worship. Like the Sama Veda, its content comes from the Rig Veda, but the focus is on religious observances. It's thought to have dark parts, which are poorly arranged and can be confusing, and light parts, which are better put together and more clearly written. The Artharva Veda is different from the first three Vedas, as it focuses on magical spells to ward off evil spirits in the forms of chants, hymns, prayers, initiation rituals, marriage, and funeral ceremonies. The name is said to come from the priest Artharvan, who was a healer and religious innovator. It's made of 20 books of 730 hymns, some of which were inspired by the Rig Veda. The nature of the work, the language used, and the form it takes has caused some scholars to reject it as an authentic Veda. It's accepted by some Hindus, but not all, because it's based on knowledge which was remembered later and not the originally heard knowledge that makes up the first three Vedas. There are two symbols associated with Hinduism, the Aum and the Swastika. The word swastika means good fortune or being happy in Sanskrit, and this symbol is meant to represent good luck. In 1920, the Germany's Nazi party made a diagonal version of the swastika their symbol. These are not the same. The Aum symbol is composed of three Sanskrit letters and represents three sounds, A, U, and M, 
which when combined are considered a sacred sound. The Om symbol is often found at family shrines and in Hindu temples. Hindus worship many gods and goddesses in addition to Brahman, who is believed to be the supreme divine presence in all things. Some of the most notable deities include Vishnu, the god that preserves and protects the universe, Shiva, the god that destroys the universe in order to recreate it, Devi, the goddess that fights to restore Dharma, Krishna, the god of compassion, tenderness, and love, Lakshmi, the goddess of wealth and purity, and Saraswati, the goddess of learning. The caste system is a social hierarchy in India that divides Hindus based on their karma and dharma. Many scholars believe the system dates back more than 3,000 years. The four main castes include Brahmin, the intellectual and spiritual leaders, Kshatriyas, the protectors and public servants of society also referred to as warriors, Vaishyas, artisans, merchants, tradesmen, and farmers, and Shudras, laboring or service classes. Many subcategories also exist within each caste. The untouchables, or Dalits, are a class of citizens that are outside the caste system and are considered to be the lowest level of the social hierarchy. The caste system determined every aspect of a person's social, professional, and religious status in India for centuries. But when India became an independent nation, its constitution banned discrimination based on caste. Today, the caste system still exists in India, but is loosely followed. Many of the old customs are overlooked, but some traditions, such as only marrying within a specific caste, are still followed. Hinduism and Buddhism have many similarities. Buddhism, in fact, arose out of Hinduism, and both believe in reincarnation, karma, and a life of devotion and honor as a path to enlightenment. However, Buddhism rejects the caste system of Hinduism and does away with the rituals, priesthood, and gods that are integral to Hindu faith. Hindus observe numerous holidays and festivals. Some of the most well-known include Diwali, the Festival of Lights, Navaratri, a celebration of fertility and harvest, Holi, a spring festival, Krishna Janmash Dasami, a tribute to Krishna's birthday, Raksha Bandhan, a celebration of the bond between brother and sister, and Maha Shivaratri, the great festival of Shiva. Another concept of Hinduism I'd like to briefly discuss are the seven chakras. Chakras are part of a connected energy system within the body. The term chakra means wheel in Sanskrit and refers to each of the seven points within the energy system. Each energy point acts as a wheel that spins or vibrates with energy, and balance is attained the higher the frequency of vibration within each chakra. Chakra meditation comes from the Vedas, where they're said to be shaped like lotus flowers with many petals. The petals are associated with specific sounds from the Sanskrit language, and as the petals vibrate, they open up, and the goal is to line up your chakras with a high vibration. The chakras are also represented by a specific color. The seven chakras are root, represented by red, sacral, represented by orange, solar plexus, represented by yellow, heart, represented by green, throat, represented by blue, 
third eye represented by indigo, and crown represented by violet. I will be diving deep into chakras in the very near future, so for now I'll just give you this very brief description. As I continue to learn more about Hinduism, specifically the deities and Vedas, I would like to revisit this religion again in the future, but my hope is that this brief overview gave some insight into the lifestyle and those who practice within it. As always, before we part ways, I'd like to give a small shout out to various pagan accounts on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok that I find educational or entertaining, Etsy or online shops that are pagan-based, websites, books, products, and physical stores that are pagan written, crafted, owned, and operated. This week, I'd like to shine my pagan spotlight on the Etsy shop Soul Art Alchemist, spiritual and goddess-inspired divine visionary art by Kamini, an intuitive artist and retreat leader whose mission is to create space for inner stillness, beauty, and the wisdom to flourish. I'll link her Etsy shop in the podcast description if you'd like to see her beautiful work, and I'll also link her website, www.creatingspace.info. Thank you for conjuring up some time to spend with me today. And until next time, Broomies, remember, don't drink and fly. Fly.